Today we're going to talk about Tefillah Sadarach. The uh, Gemara Mesechus Brachas and Dabchav Tes Amid Beis tells us about the Chiv of Tefillah Sadarach. The Gemara says that uh, and then the Gemara asks, what's the Nusach of the Tefillah? And it gives us a whole Nusach. The Gemara then goes on to say that when do you daven Tefillah Sadarach? From the moment you go out. Ad kama until when? Ad parsa until a parsa. We'll see what all that means. Hechi masila, what position should you be when you were davening tefillah sederech? Rav Chista Amar Mu'umad, Rav Sheshes Amar Filo Mahalich. Whether it be standing still, machlokas, whether you have to do it standing still, or even while you're moving, while you're walking, you're allowed to say tefillah sederech. Further machlokas in the Gemara, whether it has to be standing up, or it could even be sitting down. Meaning omed sometimes means standing still as opposed to moving, sometimes it means standing up as opposed to sitting, both of those are machlokasim in the Gemara. Do you need to be standing still, and do you need to be standing up? So let's start with the last thing. Does it, it can it be said on the move? So the the Tosos Mizach's Brachos quotes that it's machlokas whether you have to stop in order to say it. But the Shulchan Aruch Paskins that it's certainly best to stand up and to stand still. But if you can't get off the animal, or it's a tircha to get off the animal that you're riding, or whatever it is that you're riding, it's a tircha to get off. Well, the plane is obviously uh, not something that you're going to get off. But uh, if it uh, should be said standing up, if it's a tircha to say it's standing up, either for you or for others, then you can say it's sitting down. So let's say you're in the inside seat on a plane, and you would have to inconvenience three other people in order to say your tefillah so then you should not say, you should not go through that tircha for other people. You could say it sitting down um, in your seat. Uh, usually we're going to get to when you say it, but on the plane anyway, you're going to end up having to say it sitting down because the moment that most posts can assume you're supposed to say it on the plane is when the plane is on the runway, not just stop moseying around on the runway, but when it starts really moving right before takeoff, that's the appropriate time for Tzil's Derech. That's when your trip is beginning. And at that point, you cannot stand up. You can't even unfasten your seatbelt. So, uh, so anyway, you're going to say it's sitting down on an airplane. Um, however, like if you're in a car ride or something, so many of the posts can say, certainly if you're driving, uh, you should stop. You should stop the car in order to be able to say Tzil's Derech. You shouldn't say it as you're, uh, you're traveling. Rav Sturmbach even goes so far as to say that even when he wasn't driving, Rav Sturmbach in Tshuvah Svan Hagos Chel Gimel Simenayin Vav says that even when he had a driver driving him or a taxi, he would ask the taxi to stop. He would get out of the taxi, stand up and say it just uh, as a, for, for a few moments. And he, he said that he's heard from many people that it's a great schooler to do that, that it will save you, will protect you from all the chayos ra'os. And he writes in parentheses in the tshuva, the chayos ra'os, and by that I mean Israeli cab drivers that are, uh, that are on the road. Uh, so he says it's a, it's a wonderful, wonderful schooler to, uh, to be makhved about something like that. But Meikar Adin certainly, Aruch HaShulchan says, really depends on the mode of travel, meaning if uh, you're on a train, so it's easy to stand for Tzvil Zedarach. You're not going to stop the train, right? So you stand up and you uh, say Tzvil Zedarach, standing up on the train. But again, you have to figure out what's a tircha, what's not a tircha. L'chadchil is certainly to be saying it's standing up and not moving, uh, or not while operating a moving vehicle at the very least. Um, in terms of airplane travel, so the Pashup uh, shot is, of course, you say Tzvil Zedarach when you take a plane anywhere, right? That's, uh, that's a significant trip. And that's what required Tzvil Zedarach. However, Rav Shechter writes in Nefesh Harav, that Rav Salvechik, when he used to commute back and forth from Boston to New York, so in the early years when he was doing it at first, so it was still a big deal for him to take a plane, he would say Tzvil Zedarach. 
But as he got more and more used to it, and it became something that was something that he would just always do, so he wouldn't say Tfilah Sederich anymore. Meaning, apparently, Salvechik held that whether or not you say Tfilah Sederich on, 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 on any given trip depends on how big a deal you think that trip is. Meaning, sometimes in Eretz Yisrael, to go from one town to another, even though it's only an hour drive, is like a very big deal, because the whole country is so small, so an hour drive is a very big deal. So to go from Karen Biavne to, uh, to Yerushalayim is a big deal, requires Tfilah Sederich. But in, uh, in America, to go from, uh, from here to Tinek, well, we usually don't say Tila Sederach. We don't view that as like a big deal. We do that all the time. It's not, it's not like a cross-country trip to go from, from here to Tinek. So uh, Rav Salvechik held that it really depends on how you view the trip. The problem with that is that's ill-defined and that it could be defined differently for different people. Meaning Rav Salvechik would be taking a trip, let's say, if his wife went with him one, one time to New York. So she doesn't go every single week back and forth. So for her, it would have been uh, right. It would have been a big deal. So she's going to be and he not. So it's a little bit strange, a little bit difficult to understand. The uh, the third shita is an interesting one. In uh, in the Sefer Ishim Bashitos, Rav Zevin quotes from the Ragged Shaver. Rav Zevin tried Ishim Bashitos is intellectual biographies of great Kedolim over the past couple hundred years. It's one of the most underrated Sfarim out there. It's awesome. Rav Zevin just tries to give you the style of learning of different, you know, the Nitziv and Reb Chaim, and he has like a hundred pages on the Ragged because he was the Talmud of the Ragged So he has twice as much on the Ragged as he has on anybody else, and it's very fascinating. He tells you that the Ragged was, we only have ten minutes here, but he tells you the Ragged was a great speaker. He's a horrible writer. Whenever you read anything from the Ragged it doesn't make any sense. You can't make any sense of it. But he said he, uh, uh, the, the table could understand if he was giving a shear. When he spoke, he was as clear and eloquent as you could possibly imagine, which you never would have guessed if you would read his tshuvas. But anyway, he tries to say how the Ragged Shavar's was so phenomenal, not just in that he knew everything, but that how he applied things immediately. Just without thinking for, for even a second, he immediately applied a Gemara that you never in a million years would have thought to apply. And he said, as one of the examples, he said, someone asked the Ragachavar, do you say Tefillah Sederach on air travel? And the Ragachavar immediately, without blinking an eye, says, no, of course not. It's enough in a Gemara, Chulun Koflam and Because Gemara, Chulun Koflam and Beis, talks about the Mitzvah Shiloh HaKan. And the Pasuk, where it describes Shiloh HaKan, describes that when you see a Kan Baderech, then you have to do the mitzvah shiluach hakan. The Gemara says, "What if you see a kan bashamayim? Do you have to do shiluach hakan?" So the Gemara says, "No, because that is only called by the pasuk as a derech nesher. It's the derech of, 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 of a bird, but it's not. It's not a stam derech." So it's not defined as a derech stam. It's only defined as a derech nesher, and therefore there's no shiluach hakan. So it says the Ragashavar, "Oh, so you see that shamayim is not called a derech." Then when you're traveling in the air, you see the Gemara says, it's not called a derech. So you're not going to say, it's a derech, it's a derech, it's only a din in derech. It's not a, it's not a din in any other type of path you may travel that is not halachically qualified as a derech. Rav Vadya writes in the Chuvin, Yechavadas, that he's not sure if the Ragged was serious when he said this. He thought the Ragged might have been just showing off. Meaning, uh, because he says, not showing off like to brag, but like, you know, just showing off how you can apply different things to different places. But he says, it's very hard to say that. Who said Tefillah Sederich is Dafka didn't Derech? Who came up with the term Tefillah Sederich? That's not a Pasuk. The Torah never said the The Torah says the word Derech by Shiloh HaKan. So if it doesn't fit into the Torah's exact definition of Derech, there's no Mitzvah Shiloh HaKan. Good. That's what that Kamara was about. But by Tefillah Sederich, Chazal invented the term Tefillah Sederich. It had to Dafka be the kind of Derech that's referred to as a biblical Derech? For instance, the Achronim uh, quote. For instance, there's Halachin Shulchan Aruch Avnezer Ayin Siman Ayin Vav Siv Dalid 
a Gemara in Yivam Samach Beis. A Chayiv Adam Lifkod is Ishto B'Shashu Yosef L'Derech. Then a man has to be with his wife. He has a Chayivona the night before he goes out L'Derech. But if he's taking a plane trip, the Chayiv doesn't apply. Only if he's taking a trip by uh, donkey or whatever. No, of course not. When, derech, when the word Derech is not based on a Pasuk, so it's it's the the plain pashtus is going to be included as well. So the rugged chaver I think has been rejected by most uh, other achronim, but it's still a cool story. Um, there are those that suggest that maybe nowadays that let's say when you travel in Eretz Yisrael that Baruch Hashem Eretz Yisrael is so populated that when you go from one place to another you don't go through that much area where you're not within striking distance of a city. You're not within uh, you know driving. Uh, even you know there are cities along the sides of the highways as you drive. So there are those that thought that maybe you should say Tzvila Sederach Buli Malchus to leave out Shemu Malchus when you're traveling within Eretz Yisrael. Uh, however, Rav Vazen writes in the Tshuva and Shevet Alevi Chelak Yud Simon Chafalif that he doesn't think that that's correct. He says uh, you're not going to those cities. You're going to a city that's much further away. So the fact that there are cities nearby as you're traveling, if you're traveling on a highway, he thinks you could still say Tzvil Zedarek with Shemu Malchus. There is a Machlokus Rishonim, Rashi and the Bahag. Rashi quotes both himself and the Bahag on that Gemara and Brachos. At what point in the trip is it too late to say Tzvil Sederach? Rashi says that once you've already traveled to Parsa, it's too late. The Bahag says, no, once you only have less than a Parsa left, it's too late. But uh, I don't care how much you traveled, if you still have a big derech ahead of you, it's not too late. What's the Svara for Rashi? That once you've traveled to Parsa, it's too late? What do you mean? You have a big road ahead of you. Why shouldn't you say Tzvil Sederach? So it seems to be fundamental machlokas rishonim into what the chiyuv of tzil sederich is. Is tzil sederich din in nitilas rishus? You have to before you go anywhere, you take rishus from a kodesh baruch hu, take leave of a kodesh baruch hu. In which case, it's too late after you go to parsa. That would be Rashi's view. Or tzil sederich just a tefila, save me because I'm in a, I'm going to be in a dangerous situation coming up. In which case, it shouldn't make a difference how much you've already traveled. As long as you still have a significant amount left to travel, you would still have to say Tzvil Sederach. We're machmir. We're machmir to try to be careful to say it as early as possible. How early that's supposed to be. Whether you have to wait till you're outside of the city, or you should you could even say it when you're in the city. I think the minag of many gedolim, I know of Shechter says in the name of Salvechik this way, they say in the name of Chazanish this way, that uh, we say it as when you're planning on intercity travel, even while you're still in the city, you can say Tzvila Sederach. If you, or at the very least, right when you leave the city. But if you, if you wait till you're like in the middle of nowhere, so then it really might be too late. You try not to risk that. So the Tzvil Sederach should be done early in the trip. On the airplane, it seems almost all the posts can say that the best thing to do is to say the Tzvil Sederach, like we said before, on the runway, because that's before the trip actually really happens, really, re- but you're already out of your house and you're already out of the city, so to speak. So that would be an ideal. That's uh, one, of, one of those unique situations where you actually have a very clear, ideal time to, uh, to say the Tzvilas Adarach. So, but that's the, uh, the basic key of a Tzvilas In terms of how far you have to travel, so it's really not so clear. Meaning it's not clear the whole idea of a parsa. So is that... Uh, is that a time? Is that a distance? It's Machlokas Aposkin. Meaning nowadays we can travel much greater distances in much shorter, much shorter times. Um, but Pashtus uh, is that it's if you're going from one city to another and there's space in between, so that's already something that's going to require, uh, that's going to require a Tefillah Siddharach if it's a significant, if it's a significant trip. Yeah.